Welcome to Completely Unoriginal. This is episode 18.2, the third part to our episode 18 topic. I highly suggest going back and hearing episode 18 as well as 18.1 in order to get the full effect of this creative concept that we are calling point episodes. For more episodes, you can find us at completelyunoriginal.com as well as if you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at cugroup at completelyunoriginal.com. Without further derailing, 18.2 will be Joseph's thoughts on the topic addressed in episode 18. What's up, guys? It's Jones from Completely Unoriginal, and I'm here bringing you episode 18 point... Well, I don't know what point I'm going to be, but uh, it's part of episode 18. So today we're talking about self-entitlement and motivation. We're going to start off with self-entitlement, and uh, I'm going to bring up something that I hear a lot of lately, and that's the friend zone. The friend zone is when you try and put the moves on a girl, or a girl tries to put the moves on a guy... And they just get told, oh, you're a great friend, you're, you're my best friend. Something, something along those lines. So, basically what, what can come of this is actually, uh, a very serious topic, um, rape. Um, because the, the guy or the girl, it's possible for, for both ways, can, uh, can think, well, I'm entitled to have sex. I took you out to dinner, I, bought uh, us a nice dinner and and a movie and I deserve sex for that or at least something but uh, of course in my opinion that's that's not true you didn't specify maybe that it was a date I don't know maybe you did and at the end of the date they went wow I really don't want to be with this person and I would rather just be a friend and so that's that's how you end up in the air quotes friend zone but um, I don't know. I I feel like um, it's really just more of a miscommunication, and and that's what what causes causes this friend zone. Um, I think people need to start being more upfront and and saying, hey, look, I don't want anything right now. Uh, so if we go out on a date, it's just as friends. Nothing's gonna come of it. And I know that won't fix the issue, but it's at least a start. Um, another thing that people think they're self-entitled to is is pay. People think that they should get paid more for what they do. And honestly, um, minimum wage is set to be sure that you can pay for your house and pay for your family. So if you're working at McDonald's, you shouldn't be living in a $500,000 house because you're just not going to make enough money to be able to afford the, the mortgage payments on that. What you should be doing is saving your money and finding something else to do. I know that that's really me being an asshole saying that, but you need to find something that's going to pay for the lifestyle that you have. And don't live outside of your pay. Don't don't have a light, an expensive lifestyle and not make a whole lot of money, which I know this is all kind of terrible coming from someone who doesn't have a job right now 
Um, but I can tell you right now, I don't have unemployment. I'm living very well, all things considered, off of the money that I've saved up from when I worked when I was younger. And um, I'm trying to find a job so that I can actually pay so for myself so that I can have a better lifestyle. Because the one I have right now isn't what uh, what I really want. Which um, brings us into our next section, motivation. Um, being having motivation or lacking motivation. So as I just said, I have the motivation to find a job. Because I don't like the lifestyle that I have. I want a better one. And if I want a better one, I'm not entitled to a better one. I need to find a job that would then give me the money to then be able to say, well, I'm entitled to live the way I do because I make enough to do it. That being said, you really need um, to bring up this big topic that's, I know, close to Jake's heart as well as mine, and that's communism. And I know, whoa, communism, don't talk about communism, communism is a bad thing. But what communism is, in order for it to at least work properly, would mean that we as society would need to not feel so self-entitled. We as a society would have to say, I do this, you do that, that's great. We're both doing something for the society, therefore we're both entitled to the same thing. It's basically a sense of, I say grow the crops, and you look after um, me when I'm sick. That is communal living, or communism. Anyways, back to motivation. Um, finding it can be difficult, extremely difficult, and as of right now, it's about 6 o'clock where I am, that's 6 p.m., and I haven't really even gotten out of bed today. I got up for breakfast with the girlfriend, but other than that, I've really just been sitting in bed and relaxing. Um, I don't really have motivation to do much, so I just decided I'd spend a lazy day in in bed um such as with this podcast i've been putting it off and putting it off because i really haven't had the motivation to sit on my own and just talk and talk and um i think i finally uh i finally found it uh to to be able to do this because um well it needed to get done i couldn't put it off any longer it's been a week since the last one was released at least if mine is point two um, and it really needs to, needs to be put up. So, that brings me on to my next point, and that's find something that drives you. Um, for me, uh, sometimes it's with the dishes, it's, well, we have nothing clean, and I want to eat. And I want to eat off a plate, and not from a pot. Or I want to actually cook something in a pot, and I don't have any pots. So, that sort of thing is more of a motivation out of necessity, more than a, yeah, I really want to do this. As for really want to do this, um, let's talk about me and uh, Warhammer, painting my models. Um, I really was not into painting a long time ago, like when I first started, which I've been playing for about two years now. I played with a lot of gray models, and uh, now I'm playing with a different gray models because, well, they're painted gray now, they're not just the gray plastic that they come as, uh, because I found a paint scheme that I actually like and that looks good and isn't that difficult to paint. So, um, I've been, I've been working on them, and I almost have a full army painted up. Not the one that I field, but I have a lot painted. Um, so, uh, let's, let's take this opportunity, and we'll transition over into 
my Warhammer segment of the uh, podcast, and we'll go into the news, starting with some battle reports. Um, since it's been a month, I go in about every Wednesday, so I play about four matches. Um, I didn't really get one in the first week. I was sick and didn't get to go in. And the next week, I played a quick 500-point learner match with a guy who hadn't played before, so I won't really don't really count that one as an actual match, more of a just, hey, this is how you play. Um, and then uh, the next week, I did a doubles with a buddy of mine that goes into the store and his dad and uh, his dad's friend. Um, the, they usually play, there's, there's actually four of them. Um, there's, there's Jacob, Chris, Kevin, and Jay. But uh, Jay couldn't make it because he was working, so I, uh, I filled in for him. And um, Jacob and I ended up tying uh, Chris and Kevin in the end, which is the best I seem to ever be able to do when I play against Chris. So um, moving into last week, I ended up playing against Jay last week. Uh, Chris couldn't make it in, and Kevin didn't really want to play, so I played, played against uh, Jay. Uh, he played his Grey Knights, and uh, I ended up tabling him. Which felt good, because, I mean, Grey Knights are one of the most difficult armies to play against, but felt bad, because he hadn't really played a lot. Uh, moving into 40k releases and other news, we have Escalation uh, coming out this month, which allows for the Apocalypse um, models, like Bane Blades and Pylons and Tesseracts and Thunderhawks and that sort of thing. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this yet. Uh, personally, can't afford any of that sort of stuff because, well, a Thunderhawk is 400 pounds, which is approximately, um, I'd say around $600 Canadian, and going back to entitlement, that's not living in, within my means to buy one of those. Um, going into the other part that goes with Escalation, Strongholds, uh, or Strong Points. I'm not 100% sure what it's called. But uh, it's basically more rules for fortifications and allowing you to actually, t I think, take formations of fortifications. I'm not 100% sure. This is all rumors I'm going off of right now and what I've heard from the employees at the store. So uh, basically, it, it's um, there's apparently rules for the Aqual Strong Point, which is an apocalypse stronghold. So that should be interesting. Um... NIDs were rumored to come out and be released this month, but uh, I guess they've maybe been pushed back to January. I, I don't know. Um, moving into the fantasy section, we've got the starter set rumors. Apparently, 9th edition and the new starter set should be coming out in the new year. Um, and the starter set is rumored to be Orcs and Goblins versus Empire. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Of course, I don't want to play either of those armies right off the bat, but I will probably end up buying that so that I can get the little itty bitty rule book and that. Unless the rumors are true, which state that the rule book is only the rules that are required to play those two armies that are in the box, which um, little different from what they use what they usually do, which is they have their regular size rule book and then this mini rule book. Uh, but but we'll see. They're they're talking about having a mini rulebook that just covers enough to cover what you need for the game, and then they have they will be releasing a smaller rulebook which doesn't have the fluff, and then a rulebook which has the fluff. Uh, that being said, I'm hoping to start fantasy within uh, this month or the new year. Haven't uh, decided yet. Depends on money. Um, I'll be playing Tomb Kings. So for those of you out here that know fantasy, that's the uh, 
that's, yeah, Tomb Kings. Uh, for those of you that don't, the Tomb Kings are an Egyptian mythology-based army. Uh, they're all skeletons, obviously the tomb thing, um, that have been awakened by the magic of Nekahara, which is where they used to come from. So, they're angry and they're looking for a vengeance. Think, I guess, The Mummy and uh, that series. Think, think that sort of thing. So, I'm looking at getting them, uh, feeling some chariots, monstrous creatures, you can do blocks of infantry. They're a really versatile army, which, which I quite enjoy. Um, on to gaming news. Uh, Iron Brigade was the Games for Gold at the end of November, and uh, it's, it's pretty fun. It's uh, known as Trenches in the States. Apparently they can't call it Iron Brigade. I guess they have a, had another game that was released with that title or, or something along those lines. Um, it's sort of a... I don't know what to call it. It's a sci-fi, uh, but it takes place in or and around World War II. Uh, there's a couple of guys... Uh, who are up to no good? No. Um, they they listen to this broadcast, sort of what you're doing right now, only a little different. And um, it killed everybody else that was listening to it, but they got some sort of higher knowledge. And the one was able to make these Walker-style legs, and uh, the other one turned evil and started making these weird creatures uh, that they call tubes, which are basically they're covered in televisions, and, and it's it's really, uh, it's, it's an interesting game. I definite, definitely recommend uh, you checking it out if you're into tower defense, third-person shooters, that sort of style. It's, it's, it's a bit of both. Um, I also recently got Fire Emblem. Uh, it's a turn-based strategy, RPG-style um, j- Japanese game. Uh, that is, uh, well, at least it's Japanese art. I don't know if it's actually from Japan. I didn't do that much research into it. I just know that I like the series. I apologize. Um, this one's Fire Emblem Awakening. And, uh, it, it's, fills my need to have that sort of love aspect in a game, because I always love the love stories, like in Mass Effect, and in, well, in any Bioware game, actually. Um, you can marry off your character to any of the other characters, uh, if you're a male, you can only marry females, uh, and vice versa. Um, but when you marry them off, they each have children. Uh, all the females um, have a child that can, can come up in the game, or you can just not have. They're all done in paralogs. Um, and the two main characters, Krom and the Avatar, which is you, um, have a child as well. So you can actually end up having a, a family that's a mother, a father, and, and two kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can marry off the children as well, and this is, this is a weird thing that I found in the game. Um, I married Krom's sister, so Krom has a kid, well, he has two kids, and I have two kids, so they're technically cousins, but you can marry them. Like, you can, I can marry my son, Owain, to Krom's daughter, Lucina, which... Not not a good thing. Um, it's 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 a little weird to me. Uh, moving along, I started playing Skyrim again after finally, um, after all the podcasts and saying I should pick that up again. I finally did, and uh, started playing the story. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's a really good story. I know I'm like two years late to the party, uh, but it's it's quite good. Uh, I'm not that far into it. I learned the Dragon Ren shout. And 
Um, I think I stopped after I learned the Dragon Run Shout and just started playing, dicking around again in the game, which is really an issue I have with, with the sandbox games. Not an issue in, oh, well, it makes the game bad, but an issue in, oh, well, I might as well do this, I might as well do this, I might as well do this, and not actually do the story. Uh, moving on to Pokemon. I'm not sure if I mentioned in the last podcast, but I have beaten it. Um, at this point, I'm kind of just doing the extra side mission stuff, uh, breeding some more Pokemon, putting together my final team, which I will then use to beat the uh, league again. It's just a matter of actually getting there and um, getting my team put together and leveled up, which is kind of a pain in my ass. So, uh, yeah. Uh, as for that, that's uh, the end of my podcast. I didn't cover a whole lot on the actual story and just filled you in with some other details. Um, but yeah, so as for final thoughts, um, if you're into the whole RPG uh, turn-based thing, sort of like Final Fantasy Tactics, that sort of thing, definitely look into Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, uh, Iron Brigade, great tower defense, really fun, really involving, pretty good story arc. Uh, and, and Pokemon, I mean, I still recommend it. It's been out for a couple of months now, and it's still awesome. I'm actually thinking about after finishing this podcast that instead of watching The Lord of the Rings again, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna play some Pokemon. Um, so that's, that's the podcast. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. Uh, the three of you that probably will. Uh, I'm Jones, and you can find me on any social network under Lash Out the Jones. Uh, let me know if you like the podcast or not. Uh, don't don't be shy. I myself am really shy. Uh, but if I get some get some feedback, that'd be great. I can uh, I can learn from it, and maybe the next time we do points, if they're popular, um, I can do a little better and give you a little more to it. Um, so self entitlement, I think, is a bad thing in society. Um, communism could work if it weren't for us being human. Same with religion. And motivation, you either have it or you don't, really. Uh, thanks for listening again. You can uh, find us on iTunes at Completely Unoriginal or uh, online at www.completelyunoriginal.com. Uh, once again, I'm I'm Gentleman Jones, and uh, you can find me at Lash Out the Jones Anything. Thank you for listening. I'll always remember our little chats. <laughs>